Welcome to Not The Way I Planned. I'm Carly Cash, and if you've ever found yourself thinking, this is not the way I thought my life would turn out, you've come to the right place. Each week we'll have inspiring interviews, plus tips and tricks to living your best life, even if it's not the life you planned. My guests today are Megan and Alyssa. Now, Megan has been on the show before where she talked about teenage pregnancy and being a single parent and then getting remarried and blending families and and how fun and challenging and crazy that can be. Uh, But Megan and Alyssa have started the coolest nonprofit and it has blown up. So I wanted them to come on the show today and talk about the Single Parent Project. So Megan uh, and Alyssa, I want you to talk a little bit about this too, but Megan, what were some of your challenges that you faced as a single parent? Oh my gosh. So as a single parent, probably the biggest struggle that I had was was finances. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was always a struggle even though I had a support system and I had people that I could turn to if I ever needed to, that's a really hard conversation to have, especially with people that you look up to and admire. So going to your parents or going to a friend or a family member and saying, Hey, I need some help. I mean, you kind of have to swallow your pride and For really, sure. you know, really dig deep to find the courage to, to ask for help. And you know, I had asked my parents for some help one day and they, you know, generously offered and helped and and took care of my need at the time. And as I was sitting there, I thought there are so many people that don't have a support system. They don't have this, this family to rely on. Um, and, and there were times as a single mom where I thought I've got $20 in my bank account. I can buy groceries or I can buy gas. I have to work, so I need the gas in my car. How much can I get if I split this 20 in half and I spend $10 in gas and $10 in groceries? How far can I make this stretch? And I think that was, you know, probably the biggest struggle that I had. And, and on top of it, the loneliness of being alone. It was so hard to just be home at night and your kids, especially the, the nights that the kids were at their dad's house, and be in this house completely alone with nobody to really talk to about how your day went or even just, you know, frustrations with your job or a friend or at that part, I think was extremely hard. Mm -hmm. And I know that that's a, I know that that's something that these single parents that we're helping, but a lot of them are just looking for somebody to, to support them and somebody to talk with and, and relate to and, and relationships. It, yes. it can feel so yes. lonely. And even though you mentioned, I mean, the statistics are huge. In fact, I read the other day, like almost one in five kids in Utah lives in a single parent home, which I mean, that's massive amounts of people, but yeah. you can still feel so alone when it's you living your life, your day-to-day struggles and facing those things, you do feel very much alone, you know? Right. Yeah, you do. And, and even I think knowing that there's other people out there that are going through it, it still takes the, you know, you still have to find the courage to reach out to those people and say, Hey, how can we, how can we work together? What can we help each other with emotionally, you know? And so Alyssa, my partner has a background in mental health 
And as she and I kind of connected and started to, you know, she kind of, she really helped bring this to life. You know, we talked a lot about being alone. We talked a lot about how hard it is for these single parents to, to be alone and the, the effects that can happen from, from that loneliness feeling, you know, spiraling into depression and, you know, comes to, you know, that can turn into drug abuse and, yeah. There's so many different factors that can go into that. So well, being and I, that support team for other people is super helpful. Yeah. And I think that at least I've kind of had this attitude where it was like, well, if I'm going to get divorced, then I don't want anyone to see me struggle. I don't want them to see me struggle financially. Yep. I don't want them to know that I'm lonely because I made this decision. So I want it to look to the outside world that this was the right decision to make or look that way to my yeah. parents. Does that make sense? Oh, I, yeah, I can relate to that 100% because it was my choice. It was my final say on this is what I want. This, you know, I want this divorce. I want to move forward mm-hmm. as, you know, and I know that I'm taking on the the responsibility of being a single mom. And it, it's exactly what you said. You want everybody to think that you're fine because this is a decision that you made. Yeah. And you want and, your kids to feel like everything's going to be okay. I know that, yes. you know, so many times I've thought this wasn't their choice and I don't want it to affect their lifestyle. So it was big for me that I was like, I don't want us to have to get into a smaller home or not go on vacation anymore. I don't want them to know that I'm struggling financially, but man, that is so hard when you're trying to, keep up the image. And I know, I mean, I remember one time I got down to $4 in my bank account and I thought here I'm driving around like decent car and I live in a decent home and no one would know that I'm struggling so bad that these financial struggles are consuming my thoughts all the time. And I'm thinking, how can I, you know, get real creative with meals? And I, I never wanted my kids. I still don't want my kids to know that I'm struggling, you know? Right. Right. Yeah, no. And that's another thing, too, is when you're financially strapped, that's literally all you think about. Yep. I, it's you wake up and you're thinking, man, I've got two more days till payday. Mm-hmm. You're falling asleep. You're stressing about it. You're going through your work day. You're stressing about it. You know that your gas tank is at a quarter of a tank. Yep. You're trying to calculate how many days can I make it to work? That's work only. If my kids have extracurricular activities, how am I going to get them to and from there? Yep. It's exhausting. It is so exhausting and it's so hard to constantly feel defeated. And that's that's what we're trying to to do is help these parents not feel defeated and know that there's somebody that can give them some hope that can help them with gas when they only have $4 in their bank account. You know, contact us. We've given multiple $50 gas cards that have made a huge difference. That's not a ton of money. Oh, it is. is It is when it's a few days before payday and your gas tank is empty. Yes. Yep. Yep. Makes a big difference. It is. We've, you know, I mean, we sent, we did $60 in groceries for a family and, you know, we, we've been, we want to make sure that we're, we're not being taken advantage of. And so we, you know, kind of ask like, what are the things that you're in need of? And these things that these parents are requesting are simple. They want noodles or macaroni and cheese or bread and peanut butter, simple, simple food requests that they can't go and purchase on their own. Mm -hmm. And for us to spend $60 to help their family eat for a week, 
I mean, it's, it's those kinds of things that give these parents that, that boost in, in hope and, you know, and hey, this could turn around, things could get better. Yeah. And it's $60. That's right. such a small amount. Well, and I like with your project, it's, you know, at the heart of it, it's single parents helping single parents. So I, I think it takes away a lot of the judgment for people that are applying for assistance that it's like, this was created by people that understand where you've been and they're not looking down. They know that you're trying really hard to do your best. And so it's not like even going to your parents that maybe are doing just fine and having to humble yourself and say, Oh, can you help me out? You know, it's, it's, it's people that can truly relate. Right. And, and on top of that, we, you know, there are, there are a lot of people out there that are willing to not go out and, and work hard and just kind of get by and live off of the free, you know, the free Mm -hmm. things that the government allows, you know, gives them. And where we really want to focus is those people that kind of fall into that gap where they're out working their tails off every single day, but they're struggling financially. And it's because when they go to apply for assistance for food stamps or, you know, anything related to healthcare, you know, Medicare, they're looking at this income bracket that these families are in. Well, Mm -hmm. they're not paying attention to the fact that even though they're in that income bracket that overqualifies, these people have a a mortgage payment that maybe they've been stuck in because of a divorce situation or a car payment that is, you know, maybe higher interest rate because their credit's not great or medical bills that, that, you know, I mean, with me, my situation, I have a type one diabetic. And so when I applied for Medicaid, I, I overqualified for Medicaid but they didn't care that I was paying $300 a month on insulin and test strips and, and medical supplies for my son to keep him alive. They don't look into those kinds of things. It's a simple yes or no based off of your income bracket. Yeah, yeah it's very and black so, and white. And sometimes it's even the, little things. I feel silly saying this, but, um, you know, I don't qualify for my kids to get a reduced cost lunch and for like the last couple of years, they flat out didn't get to eat hot lunch because it was too expensive. And it was just this past year that I was like, I feel bad. Like you can eat hot lunch like two to three times a week, whatever. And it's killing me. It's killing me to let them eat hot lunch at school, but I don't Mm -hmm. qualify for, you know, and it's just, it's like, you just barely make too much to qualify for some of those services, but you're totally struggling. Right. Right. And we, and we have, you know, we've paid for school lunch for somebody, you know, we've paid for school lunch for an entire year for one of their kids so that they could eat and they go and eat breakfast and lunch every day. Mm -hmm. And that's an expense that people don't think about. It's $20, you know, you know, I think it's $35 a month. Well, $35 a month is huge. When you only have one income, $35 matters. I mean, now that I'm in a, you know, now that I'm in a marriage where there's more than one income, I mean, we, we spend $35 on some pretty stupid things every once in a while because, you know, because we're in that position. But when you're single and there's, you know, you can't, it's just hard, but you still want to make sure that your kids feel like their life is no different than their friend sitting next to them. Exactly. They get to do the extracurriculars and they get to eat the hot lunch and they get to take a little vacation or whatever it is for sure. Yeah. And that's another thing too, that we've been able to do is we've been able to 
give little gifts to these parents that we've helped. We've been able to give them a little, you know, a night out to go to a movies or a night to go to the aquarium or something fun that would normally, you know, it's a huge sacrifice to the single parent that is making, you know, going to take those children and do that on their own. And we've just been able to say, here, have a night out on us. And it just, that helps those kids feel completely normal, completely, you know, no different than their friends. And I think that's important too. And it doesn't cost us a ton out of our budget. It's something that we feel good about doing. Mm-hmm. We're not going to do it for, you know, for necessarily everybody. We don't, we don't offer for people to call in and or to apply for assistance and, you know, and gift cards to the movie theater or gift cards to, to go do fun things. But you know, every once in a while, if we have a little extra and what we've decided to help somebody with, we'll, you know, we'll throw in a little something for their family. Yeah. Alyssa, I, you know, Megan and I can be a little chatty, so I don't want to just leave you in the corner. Can you tell us a little bit about your single parent experience? Are you currently a single parent? No. So I've never been officially a single parent personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I was raised by my mother who, um, was raised by a single parent. And so I, it was always very close to my, my heart, my, my aunts and many of my uncles on that side, um, great aunts, even my grandmother on that side and great grandmother. Most of them have been single parents their whole life. Okay. So So it was was just something that you felt really connected to and had experienced in your family. Yes. Yeah. And I definitely know, um, you know, I was in a cohabitating relationship for years and I've now since married um, the boyfriend and, and guy that I was dating for so long. Um, but we, we too fell into that gap. You know, there's even with two incomes sometimes, or I was going to school for a while there and he was, he was the main breadwinner. Um, it was hard. It was really hard. And there were two of us. So, so having that, disadvantage of having only one person and the emotional nagging and just exhaustion of what that takes. It's, it's exhausting regardless of who you are, whether you're single or not. And so it did, it it meant a lot for us to start this, this program. So how can people apply and, and what does that process look like? Cause you said, we don't want people to take advantage of this and, and it's kind of got to be the right fit. What specifically are you guys offering and how can people apply? Sure. So the best way to get a hold of us is through our website. And that is www.singleparentproject.org. And there are tons of resources listed on there. And then there's applications to get involved and also to receive assistance in some form. Um, so really we try and gain a, a, a clear perspective of what this single parent is in need of. Um, is it urgent or is it, you know, kind of, can we get some resources around this family? We've had a couple um, ask for dental care or specific things that just weren't covered under their their insurance or um, maybe their car insurance or what have you. Um, so we've been able to make collaborations in the community um, with other partners and organizations to be able to provide services. So, for instance, we have um, a relationship with uh, a place called Star Boys Complete Auto Care. 
and they um, are based out of Draper and have helped us um, be able to offer parts and then they have waived all of the labor. And wow. so they've really helped with some of these mamas. Yeah. And dads. Um, and so, and that's the thing we forget, we forget that there's dads out there that are single parents too. We wanted to break that stigma. You think single parent and you think mom mm-hmm. and that's a problem. Yeah, it there's is a big so problem. There's so many dads out there that need help. It is. It's a, it's well, a and serious I think, problem. And the, I think the guys yeah. even have more pride in, oh, I'm a single parent yeah. and I'm struggling and I don't want to admit it, you know? Yes. About 3 million, here's a statistic for you, about 3 million children under the age of 18 are living with a single dad. Wow. Okay. I know. It's crazy. And it's growing every year. I mean, if you think about it, we just live in Utah, but we've got all these transplants coming in from California and all these other locations. Our housing um, market is going way up. It's hard for families to find, you know, inexpensive or just accessible housing and then that is a problem dads don't feel that they can ask for help i mean there's a there's a real problem there yeah for um, sure. so that's really helped us is building those relationships with community partners to be able to offer you know discounted rates or offer services or even donate their time we've got a um a financial literacy course and class coming up on march 28th which is going to be amazing Um, And we just had somebody reach out to us and say, hey, I could offer some budgeting courses or, you know, help help give some people a leg up on how to rebudget and restructure their financial, you know, knowledge. Yeah. And we just ate it up. So that's fantastic. We're doing different things that way, too. Yeah. So if people are unfamiliar or they're questioning, like, okay, I have this need and I don't know if the single parent project can help me with this. We've talked about food gas, um, car repairs. Are there some parameters like, okay, we will help with this or we will only give this much to this person. How does that work? Well, there are some parameters. So right now um, we're still kind of filling that out. We are so in the infantile stage. So we are still working on, I mean, Megan and I together are working day and night trying to get donations and write up all of our you know, letters and build like our business plan and all of those types of things. It, it really like went from zero to 150 and overnight. So we are trying to make sure that we, our goal is to bring in resources so that we can help people, you know, as big as Ellen has, has the ability to help people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You've got big dreams and big goals. That's awesome. Yes. Yes. But right now um, we are a bit limited to our budget. So we offer help with like food and maybe make payments on a power bill or, you know, within reason and car payments or resources or different specific things that way. Um, So we definitely try to, you know, offer our families as much as we can in those situations. And it does matter like what the family is in need of or, you know, are they receiving assistance from multiple other locations and maybe we can help advocate on their behalf and get a little bit extra from those locations. Right. So it just kind of is a, it depends on a couple different things. And um, we're just trying to help as many as we can. Yeah. 
and build that budget. So if you know anyone that wants to donate to our cause, we sure could help. Right. The help. Megan, yeah. that, that is a great question. I'm going to throw that to you. How can people donate if you if they have a business or they have just some extra money and they, this is something that touches their heart? How can they become involved as a donor? So there's a couple ways to donate. You can go to our website and donate, make a one-time donation. Uh, you can also make a recurring donation, so monthly or annually, and um, that come, you know, then it would just automatically come out of your account depending on what you choose. Um, we also have a Venmo. It's at the Single Parent Project. Venmo donations are great too, or they can mail their donations in. We have a PO box set up. That information is all on our website. Um, you know, and and the thing is, is that everybody thinks that when they make a donation, that they need to make this grand amount of, a, you know, they need to they need to donate a big amount. They don't. Five dollars helps. Ten dollars helps. It and really, uh, the the way they can help if they can't donate is just help us spread the word, and maybe we can come in contact with somebody who can donate. It's kind of a forgot. I don't want to say that that single parents are a charity case, but they are kind of the forgotten charity case. Yeah, they don't really think about how much these single parents are struggling. And well, and like we said before, so many times it's just not obvious from an outsider's view. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's another way. You know, check on your single parent friends. Check to see how they're doing. Ask them if there's anything that they could help them with. And I mean, it's so everybody has been affected by a single parent in one way or another, mm-hmm. um, whether it's themselves, a family member, a friend. I, I promise everybody knows a single parent. And well, and like really, you, like we've 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 said, and I just want to reiterate this: it's those little things that can make such a tremendous difference. I um, received the sweetest gift right around Christmas time this year. And there was a part of me that was so prideful. And I was like, how did I get in this position that people are looking at me and thinking that I'm poor and struggling? But there was another part of me that was so grateful. And I I got $300 cash in the mail from some anonymous person that just said, you know, we've seen you struggling. And they knew I was a single parent and things like Christmas can be so hard. And because it's outside that, you know, normal month to month budget. And it was just huge to me, you know? So anything like, like you said, it's a $50 gas card that gets you through to payday or, you know, just um, food that can help you get to the next check. It's so huge in the life of a single parent and the kids that are living in that household. I, I 100% agree. And I, and I feel for you. I mean, I, I have been in your shoes and, and I, I would have much rather reached out to an organization like ours mm-hmm. than gone to my parents and had to kind of swallow my pride. I would, you know, I would have felt more comfortable having some anonymity, you know, anonymity behind it saying, yes. Hey, you know, how can, how can you help me? And, and, in, and in turn, I, these parents that we're helping, they don't have to feel ashamed the next time they see their family members because they've asked for help. I remember asking for help and just, just being embarrassed the next time being, you know, I was around that family member because 
I feel like I owed them something. They they made it very clear I didn't, but you but you still, still feel, feel like that, that way. I mean, heavens, my dad's given me an opportunity to do a little bit of side work for him, and he'll keep reiterating to me like, Carly, you're doing work for me. Like I can right. I can pay you, and it's okay. But I still feel like no, you're just giving me this opportunity because you know that I need it. You know, and yeah. it's yeah. easy to feel that yeah. way when you're just not quite making it starting Monday, so I believe it will be the day before this airs, we have a partnership, Nate Wade Subaru, who will be doing a donation drive for us and matching any donations. Wow. So if people want to, if people want to donate, their $5 is now $10, their $20 is now $40, and they will do a donation match up to $1,000. It's a quick way for us to, you know, you know, bring in $2,000 that we can turn around and help we could we can help so many families with two thousand dollars that's and right now incredible it's amazing and and if if companies out there are willing to do the same thing we will help drive those donations in but it gives you know it gives our it gives our supporters a chance to participate rather than a company just you know saying here's this here's this money. They want to say, Hey, let's help you earn even more money. Mm-hmm. We'll match it. So yeah. it's a great way. That's another way that people can donate. If, you know, if they have a business and they want to do a donation drive, contact us. Our emails are on, on our website. All, you know, that's great. It's a great way for us. It's a great way for them to, you know, come and be a supporter of us. We'll, we'll put their information on our website and maybe give them a little advertising as well. Yes. And it's also a tax write-off because you're an official nonprofit, correct? So we are pending 501c3, but it does backdate to our date of Articles of Incorporation, which is February 5th. Okay. So we'll have our official approval within six to eight weeks, but it is a guaranteed approval with the um, with the company that we, you know, they provided the service to get this done for us. So we okay. are pending 501c3, but that is going to be official within the next six to eight weeks. Awesome. So anything over anything over twenty dollars is a tax write off. Okay. And with yeah. the Nate Wade Subaru partnership, I just want to make sure that it's clear. How can people donate and have it matched? Do they need to go to Nate Wade Subaru or just nope. donate online? Just donate online. Anything online. So Nate Wade will match donations from any donations coming in on Monday, March 2nd through Saturday, March 7th. So for that entire week. They will match donations. It can be online. It can be Venmo. It can be mailed in. Any donation will will be matched by Nate Wade Subaru. Donate, donate, donate. <laughs> <laughs> um, more money we have, the more people we can help. One other thing, and yeah, we I hit on that, this a little bit, but, you know, I was looking at your website, and it says provide a service. So, again, with a company or maybe with individuals, if they don't want to donate monetary funds, are there services that could be provided. Absolutely. It's so huge to have these services that people have offered. Alyssa touched on the auto body or the auto care shop a little bit. And that one of the, and one of the things that I think is probably important to touch on that is that we had a, we had a single parent come to us with a thousand dollar quote for their car repairs. Mm -hmm. And we just by reaching out in the community, we were able to find somebody that can donate their labor. So that thousand dollar repair turned into being 300. We did not provide any of the finances for that. That is not something that we, we paid in paid out of the, of the single parent project. 
But because of that service that was provided and that relationship that we have, we were able to save that that single mom $700. That's a huge relief for somebody like that. Huge. We're always we're always looking for gift cards for food and for gas, um, Amazon gift cards. You know where we can go and we can get things and send them to families. You know donations for clothes or furniture. We've had people donate beds and and just I mean these people are just going to go and take these to Goodwill or the DI and just get rid of it. And we, you know, they've come to us and said, hey, do you know anybody that needs this? I had somebody contact me yesterday with a stove. Do you know anybody that needs a stove? She's like, you know, yes. And, and, and the thing is, is that you don't know what people are in need of. You don't know if there's a single parent out there that is thinking, man, I do not have the money to repair this stove, but mm-hmm. I need it. Mm-hmm. can't only microwave our food. Right. And so by posting, hey, we have this free stove. Does anybody need it? That could save somebody so much stress. So Absolutely. any, you know, any, any items really, you know, we're, we're in the process of trying to find an office so that we can have a clothing swap kind of set up. And if people need clothes, they can come in and kind of shop our, shop our clothing section, or if they need um, furniture or food, there's always, there's, there's so many different ways that they can donate or participate in helping these single families. I just want to reiterate, how can a single parent access these services? What do they need to do to apply? Yeah, so go to the Single Parent Project's website at singleparentproject.org. Right at the top of the website, it asks, you know, it, it says services. And if they click on that services tab, it will drop down to single parent support. From there, they'll fill out the application. Um, we'll try to review the application within 72 hours, and we'll give them, you know, hey, you know, if we can't help you here, this is what we can help with you. Sometimes we're not giving them anything of, a, you know, monetary value, but we are helping them get to, you know, helping them get to um, the resources that maybe can. Um, we ask if they have applied for government assistance, and we look at their income bracket, and if they qualify for that, we will help them apply for that assistance. Because a lot of these times I applied for Medicaid and I know that if you get denied Medicaid, you can, you know, you may qualify for CHIT. It's overwhelming. It's so overwhelming and it feels very intrusive. And so just having somebody to kind of help you and guide you say, Hey, this didn't work, but let's check your next step. What can, you know, this didn't work. Let's see if this works and we will help you fill this application out, will help you kind of get through this and get you in contact with the right resources. Just having somebody to hold your hand through it sometimes makes the biggest difference. For sure. And then donate, donate, donate. If you're a business, if you are an individual and being a single parent has touched your heart, if you've been a single parent or you were raised by a single parent or you just feel like your heart is moving you to donate, just go to singleparentproject.org. It is so easy to donate. And like you guys said, no amount is too small. So do what you can. And it makes a really big difference. And we've touched a lot on Utah. We will help in any state. We've helped families in Idaho. We've helped families in Kansas. We have applications from Florida. Um, We're working on helping somebody in North Carolina right now. So we really, I, I don't know how they found out about us, but I'm glad they did. 
and it's not limited to Utah. Yeah, that's a really good point to make that it doesn't matter as long as you're a single parent, you qualify and it's possible that the single parent project could help you. Thank you for joining this edition of Not The Way I Planned. If you liked what you heard, you can find more at notthewayiplanned.com as well as Not The Way I Planned on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.